endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint us, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit which has been given to us. While we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. Why, one will hardly die for a righteous man, though perhaps for a good man one will dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Since, therefore, we are now justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. Not only so, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received our reconciliation. Peace be with you, the reader. Wisdom arise, let us hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with you all. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to Saint Matthew. Let us be attentive. The Lord said, The eye is the lamp of the body, so if your eye is sound, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is not sound, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness! No one can serve two masters, For either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor about your body, what you shall put on. Is not life more than food? and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air, they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add one cubit to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. 
Yet I tell you, even Solomon, in all of his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O men of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek all these things, and your heavenly Father knows you need them all. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be yours as well. Peace be with you who proclaim the gospel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, just the other day, I came across uh, kind of a rather humorous saying, and it goes like this. As we go through life thinking about heavy thoughts, little thought particles tend to get caught between the ears and cause a condition called truth decay. So be sure to use mental floss twice a day. Now, truth decay has been going on since the great deceiver, that is, of course, the devil, started whispering lies into our forefathers' ears from the beginning. This is why Jesus calls the devil in the Gospel of John a liar from the beginning, because the very first human beings ever put on this earth were led away from the truth. They were led away from God and, of course, led away from paradise. And the condition of humanity got worse and worse the further it headed away from God, the truth. Slowly but surely, as we know from the history of salvation, God began calling his creation back to him, back to the truth, appearing to the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, then giving the law to Moses, and by continuously sending prophet after prophet to his people, trying desperately to draw humanity back into God's loving embrace. Even pre-Christian philosophers knew that human beings were sick, that they were ill, and in a state of ignorance, and they strove to know the one true God, even with their feeble minds, groping in the darkness in desperate search of the light of truth. The great philosopher Plato even wrote the following. The philosopher is in love with the truth, 
That is, not with the changing world of sensation, which is the object of opinion, but with the unchanging reality, which is the object of knowledge. The same certainly can be said of the Christian, whom the early fathers called the true philosopher, who loves the wisdom, not of the world, but the wisdom from above, from God. The Christian is in love with unchanging and eternal truth, not with changing opinions, not with the fluctuating tides of popular consensus. As we know from the New Testament, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God has revealed the fullness of his truth in Jesus Christ. For at the right time, that is in God's time, while we were still sick, Christ died for the ungodly. God shows his love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, as we heard in the epistle this morning. In the book of Hebrews, St. Paul tells his congregation, do not be led away by diverse and strange teachings. The verb for led away that he uses here, periferome, could be to wander about and go astray. And this verb is usually associated with mindless and empty-headed people who are drawn here and there, just like tumbleweed and leaves are carried away every which way by the wind as it blows. And so, in like manner, St. Paul says elsewhere in Ephesians, we are no longer to be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the cunning of men, by their craftiness in deceitful deceptions. Brothers and sisters, we are not to be wishy-washy in our faith and not grounded in the truth of the gospel, which the book of Revelation calls the eternal gospel. If we are not rooted, grounded in our faith, we'll be easily swept away by every passing fad, every wind of change, every strange and new teaching. If we have not become adults in our knowledge of the teachings of Christ, we'll be easily deceived by all sorts of lies and deceptions because of our infantile minds not having been matured in the knowledge of Christ. There certainly is rampant truth decay in the world, and we should never let it rot our souls. So now we come to the mental floss, the preventative measure against this truth decay in the world. How do we know the truth about such things like who God is, who Jesus Christ is, what it means to be a human being, what the Holy Scriptures teach? St. Paul gives us a few pieces of good advice in his letter to the Hebrews. In one place, he writes, Brethren, Remember your leaders, those who spoke to you the word of God. Imitate their faith. By leaders, 
St. Paul is referring here to the bishops and the priests entrusted with the task of instructing the people in the faith and, of course, leading them to the kingdom of God. So then, we are to listen and learn from our spiritual leaders, our shepherds, who are responsible for feeding and protecting us. While the disciples were Christ's students and they learned from him, they then passed on to their successors, the bishops and priests, over 20 centuries, everything they inherited from their Lord and Master. The church indeed possesses the faith once delivered to the saints, unchanged as St. Jude tells us in his epistle. We heard that St. Paul also refers to the word of God, by which he means, of course, the sacred scriptures. If you want to know the truth about matters, read the Bible. I exhort you. Study it and meditate upon it. And you will see how the Holy Spirit, whom we know Jesus Christ calls the Spirit of Truth, works in you to lead you also into all truth. As the psalmist David says, For thy word, O Lord, is truth, a lamp to my feet, and a light unto my path. So then listen attentively to the sacred readings, not just when you're reading them at home on your own, but also during the services, during church. And you will see how your heart will start to burn within you. Isn't this what happened to Luke and to Cleopas on the road to Emmaus on that very first Easter Sunday? The risen Lord appeared to them, and he started explaining the scriptures to them. And what did they experience? They said this to one another. Did not our hearts burn within us while Jesus talked to us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures? So then, let us read the Bible, my brothers and sisters. And of course, if we can, read also the Holy Fathers who explain it for us. By the wisdom of God that has been given to them, they unlock the difficult and obscure passages and therefore reveal the spirit of the text hidden beneath the written letter. In addition to the apostolic preaching and teaching that has been handed down to our spiritual leaders, and in addition to the Bible, the scriptures, the divine services of the church are also what we could call mental floss that prevents truth decay together with our personal prayer life. The church's services and her prayers teach us about the lives of the saints, those outstanding men and women who lived the gospel to the fullest. The saints are the most authentic human beings that we could ever look to, and they point the way for us towards our own deification and salvation. We know that they lived the life of God to the degree that it is even possible in this life to live, and that is the life that each and every one of us is called to. The divine services of the church interpret the scriptures and show us how Christ is present everywhere 
in the Old Testament and how even the holy sacraments of the church were prefigured in the times before Christ. Of course, the divine liturgy, the center and the heart of our Christian life, especially opens our eyes to the truth. Since it was only after Luke and Cleopas had partaken of the Eucharist, Holy Communion, that they truly recognized that it was Christ who was in their midst. The relevant passage from the Gospel of Luke goes like this. When Jesus was at table with them, he took the bread and he blessed it, and he broke it, and he gave it to them. And their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished out of their sight. Later on, we read that when the report of this incident came to the others, the gospel records that they told what had happened on the road and how Jesus was known to them in the breaking of the bread. We come to know the truth about who Jesus Christ is above all within the Eucharistic celebration of the divine liturgy. The prayers, the hymns, the creed, receiving the body and blood of Christ, all these lead us into the fullness of the truth. Therefore, remember the words of our Lord, my brothers and sisters in Christ, that the truth shall set you free. Nothing but Christ, who said, of course, of himself, I am the truth, will liberate us from the darkness of ignorance. And, of course, this truth of Jesus Christ will shine the light of knowledge into our hearts and into our minds. To him be the power and the glory forever. Amen. Please rise at this time. And grant that always guarded by your power, we may give glory to you, to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, now and ever, and to the ages of ages. No one by my will desires a pleasure. Worthy to approach God near midst to the King of Glory.